1: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. It is the Build-Up Show. Liverpool,
2: Manchester City. It's a clash of... Top of the league versus... Us um big game, big game of football uh, as Liverpool seek to not be 10 points behind the champions elect. Um <laughs> in the first week in February. Um I am Paul Matron. Chris Pajak is here with me, uh joined by our own Ross Chanley and team copishers, Callum Sanderson as well. Um guys, thank you so much for joining us for this one. Um said it at the back end of the far away show, kind of alluded to it there. Great, Manchester City, brilliant. Just when we're all down in the dumps. Um, I'd rather
3: play someone in the top half of the table than the bottom right now, anyway, mate. <laughs> Bloody yeah. hell. Yeah. Less of that, please. I would
2: be uh, yeah, I would, I would be panicking right now if we had Sheffield United.
3: What's that crap league in Europe where at halfway through the season they literally split the league in two and you just play the top half? Is uh, it the SPL? No, 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 no I think they, they start doing that. It's another one in Europe, isn't it? Is that... Can we just do that, please? Where we just let the others ad- go adrift of us for for the rest of the season? We just play the top teams for the rest of it and see wins the league.
2: Yeah, I think that's the European Super League that you're really against. Should we just do that? Yeah, okay. Okay, just yeah, I'm a, all in. I'm, I'm all in on this. This is what Liverpool are doing. They're, they're mentally conditioned is us it to the be Belgian ready. League? Might be, mate. <laughs> they mentally conditioned us to be ready for a European Super League where we play nothing but good teams uh, until <laughs> half of those teams become crap and then we need a super European Super League to then play in, uh, in 10 years' time and so on and so forth. Um, Callum, um, look, it's, 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 it's in ideal. But we live in an in an ideal world. Man City, all our hopes and dreams. that last season was the absolute end of them, and they'd have to go through a massive rebuilding process and slump down for a couple of seasons. Yeah, they've all fallen flat. Uh, <laughs> instead, they've learned how to defend, uh, which is even worse. But yeah, you know, they're in they're in great form. City are always in always in great form in one way, shape or form, aren't they? Um, it it promises to be at least a a a, a a a game that's going to allow us to feel some emotions, uh, which in the in the bleak bleak, oasisless less landscape uh, of pandemic Britain uh, is something, I guess.
4: Yeah, um, I kind of echo what Chris was saying. I think if this was a game against Fulham, I'd be bricking it right now, but against City, i am just like, <laughs> yeah, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> you know? yeah. We lose, all right, we've been battered for losing against Burnley and Brighton. If, if we win, then you know we put down a marker and say, well, you know what, we may not win the league this season, but we're, we're not a team that's just gonna fold and and just throw it away. We're gonna we're gonna go down with a fight. So I I do think it's gonna be an important game. I think it'll be a good game. Cause I think both teams will try and play quote unquote football and and make it entertaining. But as you said, this is, this is a different city outfit. Over the last couple of years, we've known as a team we've had the sort of remedy to get around their team and really put them under pressure. At the moment, they look formidable defensively, and and that's why they're top of the league not because they've been freely scoring goals but because they've been so defensively good.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we were talking on the final word show um Ross and how this team that Liverpool are currently able to feel has has the the hallmarks of early Klopp or the hallmarks of a, of a good you know a good old uh, you know champions league qualifying style sides but maybe not truly elite because obviously elite sides just go and batter all the all the the the, the dross in the league as to be fair what we know, though, and as mentioned by sort of Chris and by Callum there, is that in the big games, we find a way to get up and we find a way to be more... Ta- being tactically astute matters, I think, more in these games because Man City will have a will have a way of playing. Liverpool will be able to identify that and they'll be looking for ways, you know, to, to use a famous cloppism to drag them down to our level again So uh, to, to some extent. So, yeah, we should... There's plenty of reasons to feel positive about this football match, uh, which I'm sure we will all embrace in the coming in the coming days?
5: No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, Yeah, I, I think you're spot on. A lot of that is, I think what Karen was touching on there, we're not going to play an anti-football team. You know, City are going to sit back with, with 10 men behind the ball and stop Liverpool from playing. They're going to come, come out and play football, which opens up space, which allows Salah to run, which allows Bobby to kind of do his thing and, you know, think about what he's doing and, and you know, pass it to other people within five yards of him, not look up and have 10 people, 10 bodies in front of him where, where he can't do much or at least that's the hope anyway. Um, Man City, you know, they've got their own injury problems. No, Aguero, I think he's out for this game. De Bruyne is out, but to compensate for that, Phil Fones in fine form, Gundogan's in, in form, and Ruben Diaz, you know, he's been compared to a Van Dijk-like sign for Man City. Mm-hmm. And I was quite surprised in the reverse fixture when we played it, you know, defensively. They were really resolute and organised, which they haven't been for the p- past year that we played in, which I think is will be the difference for this one. Now, I'm not going to say they're going to be really open and easy to play against, um, but it does concern me of how their defensive record has, has improved over the past couple of months. John Stones has decided to play football again um, for the first time in a couple of years, which is, again, is another concern. Um, but I think it's very much dependent on who Liverpool got back for this game. You It know, will depend on it. If we play the same team that played against um, Brighton, I think it's a lot to ask for them to kind of go again, particularly the likes of, of James Milner. Um, but, you know, if we've got like you know a centre-back <laughs> and a centre-half, it would, would, would be lovely. Um, but, you know, it's, it's other bodies who we've got to make the difference in these big games.
2: Yeah, well, we'll talk about the sides in, in the second half of the show. But let's stick with the Man City team for a moment, Chris. And uh, Ross mentioned him there, Elkhard Gundogan. He's the, he's the perfect example of that. I think the difference between the sides and look, the defence is obviously a major one. They've the 13 goals in 21 games this season, which is outrageous. Um... But he's just started scoring goals. Like Kevin De Bruyne has been out, and he's likely to be out for for our game, which we should see as a real, uh, you know, a real plus point without a shadow of a doubt. But what they've got it? Look, they've had no Aguero this season. Like there's their their talismanic goal scorer, and he's basically not scored a goal in the Premier League in a year. You know, and he's never in that side anymore. But other people have picked the battle. This city side should be struggling. But what the the, the stark contrast? between us and them is that yeah you've got lads who have who have evolved and taken the opportunity they're, they're getting in the side and proving themselves g- again good. nobody would have had him as anything more than an absolutely fine footballer but you wouldn't have him as like a, a star of the side but he's he, he stepped up and got what me. it
3: ta- what it says to me is that they they're playing a system that works you know, and and that's that's what I mean is you know there are individuals in that system who are supposed to shine, but when those individuals aren't there, the system's still working because Gundogan's able to get in and get goals and stuff like that. But and, and Man City are, are playing a style of football right now that nobody's got the answers to. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know how good the defense has been this season, uh, but it's for me, it's their movement in the final third. that's always really set them apart. You know, it's this consistency to continue to make runs even when you're not going to get the ball and know that you're not going to get the ball because it will free up space for somebody else the The thing with footy is and we, and we know this from last season and we should always remember this is footy's dead easy when you're winning yeah and you don't feel the fatigue mentally or physically when you're just winning every single week, and that's the that's that's what Man City's Rich vein of form has done. Mm-hmm. It's allowed them to just continue to play a natural game week in week out without actually having to change anything because no one's got the answers for them. So they're just looking a cut above because, quite honestly, right now they are a cut above. Uh,
2: absolutely, and that, the thing they've got going for them, Callum, because I, I I think it I think the defensive thing is is is. <laughs> The most important part part of Man City this season for me, but and it's because Chris is right. The movement's there. The movement's always been there. They've been a great attacking side, but what they've got and it shows because they haven't. Then they haven't got the attacking. I, I still think man for man on our day, midfield and attack, we, we, we're better than them. I think we've got better players than them in those positions on the field. You know, again, again on our, in our on our day injuries notwithstanding. But what they're doing is they're that to they talk about the system. They don't concede goals. Which means that the likes of Gundogan, again, let's just pick him as an example. He's free to go and to go and play his best game because he's not thinking, "What the hell's going to happen behind me? What happens if I vacate my my position? What happens if I leave spacing behind?" Doesn't matter because the defence will sort it out for them. There's so much like us last season, but you know, I, I actually don't think they're quite again. They're really at our level in an attacking sense, but it shows you what just being able to trust your defence does for the rest of your team. And your opponents, to be fair.
4: Yeah, absolutely spot on. Um, I think I've this is the most I've seen Man City win games 1-0 this season. They almost look like a Mourinho team from back in 2004, 2005. They just grind out results. and You would never associate that with a Pep Guardiola team. But he's obviously stumbled across, across a formula that really seems to work for City. Because if, if you were to ask him if he wants one nils or he wants 4 5 nils, we've with beautiful football. He's going to take four fives every day. But this season, again, as you just said, they know they can nick these games because they go goal up, they pretty much won the game because at the moment they're just not conceding goals and they look really formidable at the back. And to think Laporte, who was seen as their best centre-back and arguably the second best centre-back in the league before he got injured, is now a bench player, speaks testament of what Stones has done to to re-establish himself as a starting centre-back. But, Ruben Diaz has had an amazing impact as well. I, I still don't like the comparisons to Virgil. I think Diaz and Virgil came into two very different teams at very different times and yeah. yes, he's had a good impact but Virgil's impact for me is is undeniable and uncomparable to, to any Manchester City player. But I, I do think his, you look at City's team now and you think as the opposition, if we don't score first in this game, we probably don't have a chance because not only will they not concede, but they'll just keep the ball for the rest of the game as well.
2: Yeah, I think it's, I think Callum's made some great points there, Ross, and, you know, look at the way that, that, that finding a way to win. And again, knowing that you're not porous at the back, it means a couple of things. And, you know, I mentioned the the opposition in that regard. It means that you can play for 95 minutes, I know that, you know, you, you, all your opponents doing is getting more and more frustrated and they start to creep into their head that we're done here. We, we, you know, it's almost impossible for us to get a goal. So we need to focus on not conceding, which is a dangerous mindset because you then, all it takes is one mistake and you're, and you're undone. And look at the, some of the, some of the 1-0s or the tight games they've won, you know, they beat Southampton 1-0 away from home, which is obviously where we go and we go and lose that game. Um, in there, they beat, Brighton one nil at home. We've just literally been been brightened um this week, so we know what that looks like. Um compared to a two nil win against Aston Villa, one 0 win against Sheffield United. That it's it's that's that's just what it is at the moment. Liverpool are in a position where teams actually, the longer the game goes, they feel they're just as like they, they just feel they feel as likely to nick a goal against us in the eightieth minute as they do in the first minute. And that's not true when you come up against Man City.
5: No, and that's the point that Chris was making about that movement before. Manchester City, they've done it for two, three, four seasons. And not only that, they've got different options within that. So when that avenue's been exhausted, one player, Sam will bring up Bernardo Silva, as much as we all ate him, bring him off the bench. He's still a high-quality player. Phil Foden, he's coming to the fold a lot more in, in, in this season. You know, I think he's an exceptional young talent You know that England have got on their hands there. But also, he's close control. He can, he can slam past three, four plays by himself and just knock it off to someone else. So you know, with all these these players that Man City have got, or you know the way that style they play, it's the danger they've got off the bench as well, which makes them different. And and we you know comparable to Liverpool, we don't have that, we don't have that game changing quality to come off the bench to to have an, an impact on the game. Mm, yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, yeah, I mentioned it before, Chris. A win puts them 10 ahead of us with the game in hand. Um, we said this on the final word. So I think we all, for our own, for our own happiness and mental health, we could do with just not thinking that Liverpool are in a title race. Liverpool, if Liverpool end up in a title race, then great. Let's, you know, let's, let's embrace it and let's enjoy it. But at the moment, Liverpool need to just, <laughs> Liverpool just need to win football matches. I might as well start with City. And there's, there, there is unfortunately a corrosive undertone to all this is that with Man United up there as well. I don't want us to end up in a situation. I don't want us to worry too much about this situation of who will win the title if dot, dot, dot. At the minute, it's none of our concern. It's February. Liverpool just need to get into a a run of form and see how the rest of the season pans out.
3: Liverpool just need to string a run of games together, a proper run of games, you know, and and, and be that performances as well, to be honest with you, because the performances haven't been good enough over the last few weeks, have they? So, yeah, we've just got to keep going one game at a time, keep trying to grind out those results. I'm really... Unsure of how this game pans out, to be honest, because I think, you know, in years gone by, when we've come up against Manchester City, we've been able to soak up that pressure and hit them on the counter-attack at times. And I'm just not sure right now whether Liverpool are in a position where they can suck that pressure up.
2: We're not great defensively. And even if you go back a couple of seasons to the first, you know, to 17-18, where we 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 batter them, but we haven't got necessarily... We're not quite the formidable force that we are the season, you know, the season and the second season after that but we've got loads of attack and movement, with loads of vibrance in in, a, in in midfield and attack, you know, Oxlade-Chamberlain and all that kind of stuff. We're kind of, we don't really have anything down at the moment. So yeah, you're right, it's hard to predict. It's not like a Tottenham side where you know they're going to sit low block and you're going to break, break them down. But again, this is a game, this is one of those examples where individual talent actually can flourish in these kind of games. Mohamed Salah hasn't had a great run against them. I think back to the game where they us at the end of last season and if he's just on it, the game could be done and dusted in our favour in the early stages of the game. The, I, I, one thing you can see in these games, they're often quite well defined by the first half an hour.
3: Yeah, I think one of the things that I think City have done against us over the last sort of couple of games really, and, and maybe they're not always got the results and whatnot, but they've they've forced us to play to the fullbacks a lot and, and try and build up down the wings. I'd like to see Klopp sort of now recognise that that's what they're going to do and play a lot more centrally try and build up through the centre of the park because they're literally leaving us to play it out to the wing in the last couple of games and go where are you going to go from there the the sideline's obviously behind you you're only having one or two options so I think for Liverpool to win this game we need to be brave we need to trust the lads in the middle of the park and we need to try and build up centrally against Manchester City because I think that's exactly what they're going to do to us so I think Liverpool are going to need to play I'd, I'd suggest probably two D- dms in this game you know mix, mix that midfield up a little bit um or certainly one of the eight has to be a lot more defensive minded. I think back to that City one where we we went through in the Champions League away, and Henderson and I think it was, it was
2: made, Well It was Alden playing in the six away from home, wasn't and it? then because the two had-
3: of them were basically in front shielding for large portions of that first half. I can almost picture it looking down on it. Um, the, you know the the system that we tried to play. So I think that that might be something that we need to do. And I think Man City deserve a level of respect from Liverpool in this game. And I think and I think Jurgen will recognise that we we're not in the form to be able to go toe to toe
2: with them system to system in the same way that we have been over the last few years. Yeah, I mean, will, I would be looking back at the at the game where we absolutely battered them in Klopp's first season, and saying is there a way that we can just be a bit cheeky or a bit different or a bit naughty in this game? Not necessarily you'll break the mold of how the games have been in the last few seasons, but we'll see. I'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Liverpool uh, and what they're likely to do and how we're likely to line up in a moment. First, we've got a break. Uh, before that, we're a trivia question uh, when was the last time we lost to City at Anfield uh, bonus for naming the man who scored a brace in that game
6: if Liverpool really have a one way option with complete freedom to say yes or no in six months time for the kind of money we're talking about and again the, the figures vary quite uh, wildly I have to say in Germany there's talk of 30 million euros in England 80 million pounds that's a gap of 10 million I don't know exactly where, you know, where the compromise or the truth lies? Maybe someone. Yeah, Brexit the-
2: hasn't had that kind of impact on the pound just yet. <laughs>
6: no, um, but if it really is just an option without any sort of obligation or any automatic triggers whatsoever, and I'm curious to really to know what it really says in the contract, then Liverpool are in a fantastic position, and it's described to me by, by one source as potentially the deal of the century because if he works out. Then they would have had him now for six months for next to nothing. And if it can get him for a very good price, and if it doesn't, the outlay is minimal. Yeah. So well, it seems to be a pretty smart move if it, if it is indeed true that it's just an option.
2: Right, welcome back. Yeah, you can check out that interview with uh, Raphael Honigstein over on the theredmantv.com. Now, we've also got some insight uh, on Ben Davies as well from former Liverpool midfielder and former Preston captain. John Welsh uh, really uh, speaks to the character of the player and the potential skill set that he can bring. And yeah, Raphael Honigstein describing it as a potential deal of the century. Got me very excited about it indeed before Liverpool then lost to Brighton.
1: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue.
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
2: Um, the um, <laughs> um, yeah, the last time the lost to City at Anfield, well, I just, I just want a year out of people, Chris. What's No think? idea, mate? Callum?
4: um, I'm gonna go with 2003. I know, who the, I know who scored the brace.
2: Go on. Nicholas Anelka. It was indeed. Wow. Two th- um, Saturday the 3rd of May 2003. Yeah, Nicholas Bloody Anelka. Hell. Wow.
4: lost that Callum. game. Yeah, because we that, that game stopped us qualifying for the Champions League that season. And we had just mm-hmm. let Nicholas Anelka go as well because we had him on our books, didn't we? Fucking Now
2: We got the star man from Team Coffee Shot here. Like, give yeah, this yeah. is what happened. So knowledge bomb. It. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Ross, you'd have got that too, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. No yeah. follow up questions. Absolutely oh, yeah. fine. Um, Ross, well, well, I've got. Yeah, I, I mean, it, we're filming this on whatever. What day is it? Thursday. Um, obviously straight after Brighton, pretty much. So, um, we don't know the extent to which players are or aren't available, but I think it goes without saying, like. Liverpool were doing everything in their power to get Fabinho and Mane ready for this game and we'd all be far more comforted. Again, it should go without saying, but whatever, um, if we could have those two lads available for this game on Sunday.
5: Yeah, it'd be huge. Um, the only concern or danger would be was r- rushing them back because it's such a big game and the figures that we've got coming up. But also the danger in that is, you know what I said before, the, the, the teams that we played in the past couple of weeks have played a hell of a lot of football. I don't see James Milner being able to go again. Um, he could do with the rest, you know, arguably been his best form and fitness for Liverpool uh, in his whole Liverpool career so far. But, you know, is it one step too far to ask him to start again? Um, you want Sadio Mane. He's not been at his his peaks in terms of goal, but you can always bank on Sadio Mane to, you know, that grit and needle determination to drag Liverpool to, to something else, which I think we've lacked when he's kind of been away. And if
2: worse, he'll kick your goalkeeper's head off. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly, um, yeah. always something worse. do
5: to be about up. that game, man. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be up to another three games. Um, but also the big question is, you know, I'm sure you'll go on to this, who plays in defence? 'Cause that opens yeah. up another world of opportunities, but again, there's, there's risk reward with that of you know, I'm so tempted to throw both the centre halves in so we can have Jordan Anderson in the midfield, but I also know that's a bit stupid. Um mm-hmm. so you know, the fitness of, of Mane and Fabinho, you're right, is will, will be huge with this game. But we haven't seen any, any signs of them in training or anything so far this week, so I don't know.
2: Yeah, the Fabinho stuff in particular, when you consider what's just happened to Joel Matip and, you know, it's an injury and then we're constantly just bringing him back slightly too soon each time, which, you know, leads to an accumulation of things. Liverpool have got to to be able to put a a side capable of winning out on a a game-to-game, week-to-week basis without actually leaving us in a situation where we're damaging our medium and long-term prospects. And that's the problem we've got with Fabinho is that at the moment he's still... He's still our best centre back, um, so I, you would be doing everything to get get him strapped up, get him you know juiced up, get him on the pitch. But for mm, what? Yeah, you know
3: what I mean. At the end of the day, and it's it's not a viewpoint that people would like to hear this. It's still just three points. Yeah, you know what I mean. And 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 if you are rushing for back and you're missing him for ten games. Then there's potential there that you are putting thirty points at risk, yeah, and not just the three. And I know, and people will be screaming it's a six-pointer with regards to Liverpool for getting back into mm-hmm. the tightways, and I recognise that. But if he misses ten games, you're, you're putting thirty at risk. Oh yeah, uh, and if this is I mean? not necessarily
2: saying something you'd do, but these are considerations that yeah, the management the, 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 the to think about has it. to
3: think about, isn't it? So it, it's a, it's a really tough one at the moment. I mean, I don't, I always find that like. There are certain players who can come into a side and it doesn't matter what the form is, they're going to change the the perspective or the outlook of that side and the chances of that side. Ben Davies and Kabak might be those guys. <laughs> hope so. But, but equally, I don't really want... You get one opportunity to give people a real good start in their Liverpool career. Mm-hmm. Man City, two new centre-backs going up against... The best, probably, you know, either the, the second top scorers in the league, third top scorers in the league, Manchester City. So for all the talk of them, you know, having a great defense, they've still got one of the best attacks in the yeah. league, and they stretch it and everything else. So, I I don't feel like playing two new centre halves in this game is a good thing either.
2: No, and this is the thing that we can We just don't know about these lads. You know, I, you know. I've, I've, We've all tried our best to read up on them as much as possible. i you know, I'm speaking to as many experts as possible to try and get a read on them. But nothing will will come close to matching seeing them trained, seeing them what to do, seeing what to do around Kirby, seeing the levels when they you know, they might look very promising on YouTube, but you know they're not on YouTube playing against Mohamed Salah, you know, and all of a sudden it's a it's a different world. There might be a couple of like. Hands being anxiously wrung around <laughs> Kirby this week. I haven't watched a couple of days of these lads train. We just don't know, but the but there will come a point where. Liverpool are gonna have to trust in these lads. It's just a. It feels, it does feel it like it's just a bit too soon. There's a chance you might see one of them, but I, I, I can't see a world where you're gonna see Liverpool plunging two untested, untried, untrained centre halves in against the the biggest team. Our big, you know, our biggest footballing rivals at the moment in the uh, in the league. Yeah,
4: definitely. I, I think it'd be suicide to throw them both in. Um, I think obviously if they've never played together, they probably don't even know who each other are. Um, so, so to, 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 put, to put them in a game of this magnitude, I think would be crazy. Um, I do think out of the two, maybe Kabak would probably be the one that Klopp would more want to start in this game. And again, I've not liked to see the sort of abuse that Ben Davies has been getting on social media because he's come from Preston. Like, not every player has to play for a world class team to come into a world class team. but like that's that's not how we built things at Liverpool in prior yeah. years, etc. Um, with Kabak, though, I think he's got a lot of experience, even though he's young, played against top quality opposition. Like, he plays against your Bayern Munich, your Dortmund. So not saying he'll be able to cope with Man City, but he would have seen more similar looks to what Man City possess as opposed to what Ben Davies
3: yeah. is. It's in, it's interesting that isn't it? Because like I, I I kind of thought the opposite to begin with. Like Ben Davies, that one extra day training, which is about twenty five percent extra training by the way, um, <laughs> over the course of a week or something, might be the might be the guy to put in there. And I think if there was a shot shot for Brighton, I think only Ben Davies has that shot. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Kabak arrives a day later or whatever. But I actually think for, if you are to play like Ben Davies with one. I think you're probably playing Ben Davies with Jordan Henderson. And then you've got a new side, left-sided centre-half, but you're moving Jordan Henderson. So I like the shout from Callum there. I think now for this game, if there's going to be just one of them, I'm, pr- I'm keeping Hender where he's been playing, which is the left side of the centre-half, and I'm playing Kabak on the right. So yeah. it's one change rather than two, if that, that makes sense. That's
2: exactly my thoughts on this. I think if Fabinho's available and they're going to use him as centre-half, you're playing with Ben Davies. And I yes. think if it's if it's Jordan start starting you're playing with you're playing with Kabak and that way you you know, you've got You've got a good balance because I, look, I think Henderson's been absolutely. I think he's been exceptional actually, His left side nice. of centre half. To be honest, I think his reading of the game's been great. His recovery pace is great. There's that one when he recovers from her. Keller has save against Brighton when he gets back in to get his toe, and yeah, he's yeah. got no right to get him for that. Um, and he has a little pop of Keller, yeah, the corner, absolutely, lad. yeah, yeah, yeah. Push it away <laughs> further. Um, but no, I, so yeah, that might be definitely a consideration. But we just don't know, do we? That's the, that's the point is that we've no idea what pecking order. What's more important? Is it you know? Exp- so, you know, being 25 years old, maybe being a little bit more, you know, having been a bit more embattled in the football that you've played. But like, let's be honest, the thing about Kabak, you know, he, he's gone from Galatasaray's youth team, been taken to Stuttgart, been moved on very quickly from Stuttgart. Where I, I, it was something that was explained to me by Ralf Honnigstein. There's one of the guys, one of the management or coaches or staff, whatever, moved from Stuttgart to um, Schalke and was like, He's got a release clause, bring him over, bring him over with me. So he's identified as a future star of the game. Um, but is but is that does that does being a wonder kid translate to being able to drop into this football match? He's, he is a very front-foot defender. He is very like we say hot-headed, but he's, he's hot-blooded, I think, you know, he, he wants to be in physical confrontations. Mm. Is this the game for that kind of defender? Would he be better off having a, a Ben Davies who maybe does sit in and play a little with himself? Or, saying all this, Callum, do you just carry on with Nat Phillips and Jordan Henderson again? Because, okay, we know it's limitations, but it is at least, it's the closest thing we've had to a solid partnership um, this season. They've got two and a half games yeah, them, yeah?
3: Yeah, it's, it's a weird one.
2: I mean, I think Nat Phillips has
4: kind of gone under the radar. I know Henderson's been brilliant. He has been. But I actually think Nat Phillips has been pretty solid when he's played. I mean, even the game against Brighton, for me, he didn't put a foot wrong in that game. Um, So part of me would be inclined to play Nat Phillips along with one of the others, whether it be Kabak or Davies. I know know it's a massive risk. I, I know. <laughs> I know, I know, but maybe that will allow us to play Henderson in midfield. And if Fabinho is back, I know it's dream scenarios. But Fabinho, Henderson, and maybe Thiago or even Genie midfield, you're getting, you're getting back to what that that winning formula was. Callum, this is a
3: family show. Don't be bringing porn like that into this show, mate. Ross just started rubbing (laughs) his thighs there.
2: You see that, like, a Vic Reeves style? (laughs) Oh, yeah.
5: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's dangerous. Dangerous talk, that. That's Um, the most excitement out of my life for a while, Callum. (laughs) He's got sultry
3: tones and he's talking absolute filth. Can we bring (laughs) Callum Sanderson back, please? Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah, without a doubt. The... um, yeah, I mean, look, all this being said, Ross, it's the, the, if you've got Fabinho back, I think we would all look at Liverpool's midfield and go, look, Fabinho for me was bought as a Man City killer. I think that's why, I think that's what he was bought for. He was bought to to make, allow us to go toe to toe, blow for blow with Manchester City. I would like to see him and Henderson in midfield. I think we all would. I think that's our, they, they're two of our three best midfielders without a shadow of a doubt. But if you have got both of them back, it's also probably far more likely that we just see them as a centre-back pairing.
5: <laughs> yeah, because I'll Kill the dream. Um, yeah, He's like right, that, isn't he? But, 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 yeah, yeah, but just, just, just to counter that... You, know, just you may not two, like me, but I've got a point. Yeah, 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 yeah. just just to counter that, though, we've just got two centre-backs. Now, if you're not playing against Manchester City for the same reasons, you're, not, you're probably not likely to play against Leicester. Then you're going to chuck them against Leipzig. You know what I mean? At some point, you've got to start integrating these new, new centre-backs because the whole point of getting them was to allow us to have our midfielders back. Now, I'm not saying okay. you play both at the same time, but, you know, you're going to pick and choose what's going You're going to have to throw one of them at the deep end because that's that's the point that we're at. That's the point that Liverpool have allowed us to get at as well, to be fair, because as much as we, we needed these centre-backs, like, I and mean, we've had this conversation before, but Joe Matic never got injured. But Joe Matic got injured last night. For example, You know, we wouldn't have got those centre-hours in through the door, I think, or, or just maybe just one of them. Now, Kabak and that Honigstein stuff made me feel a lot better about that lad. I know he's younger, I know he's inexperienced, but one of them has to play at some point, and the fixtures we've got coming up and we're desperate for points, one of them has to play. Well, the,
2: the question here really is, because they're both in rhythm, they've both been playing Football, so they're both match fit which makes a massive difference You know, it's, it, which is so untrue of a lot of the lads who are playing footy for Liverpool at the moment so in that regard they can, they can come in there's clearly space for them to come in there's clearly oh, yeah. a benefit to putting them in it's just it boils down to I just think tactical understanding and Man City is a game where I think you need to be so switched on at all times and they've seen that City can take a game away from you and I, I, I it would be I mean, like. I would be. I would marvel at it. I would be. I think it would be great to see. And if it was any other team, literally any other team in the league, I probably would chuck one or both of them in because if you're going to be good enough to live, if you if you're good enough to play for Liverpool, you're good enough to play for Liverpool. Just play because we're playing all kinds of other lads around in other, in other areas of the team. Get them in, and you're right. Just take take the hit if it if it stumbles. Know that you'll they'll be better for the game after that, and the game after that, and the game after that. And so when you get to Leipzig. Well, you've got you've you've got your defensive partnership, but it's hard to escape that the, the tactical no side of things. Yeah,
3: that's that that's the only reason that I'm I'm not playing them both in this game is it's the timing and the opposition. You know, they haven't had enough time through the door, and the opposition just happens to be the best side in the country right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like Leicester. I think they're a good side. I don't. Feel like if Leicester was playing us this weekend, I'd, I'd probably have definitely one of them in against Leicester. Yeah. And even with the short timing, when it comes to Leicester, I think that you have to get these lads onto the pitch some, somewhere. Is it best to give? There's another school thought. Is it best to give them the hardest game that they're going to have? It's not going to get any and harder sink than or that. swim. Yeah, you know what I mean. Type of thing. It seems a bit madness, but like we need the midfield back. And we could, it's we could continue with this death of a thousand cuts, lark like, for now, or we could try and get the midfield back and just get the lads, Hendo and Fabinho, back into the midfield, and and take a, you know, lop an arm off, but fucking carry on going forward. It sends know, a you? big
2: message, I think, Callum just doing that. And again, I, I don't necessarily think Club will do this because uh, he, he just tends <laughs> to go with the the most. He is, look, he is naturally. I, I, I don't. We don't like the way conservative in Liverpool, of course, but he is quite a. You know, he is. Uh, He's not as wild a manager as people think he is at times. He does tend to go for the, the most sensible options a lot a, a lot of the times with his selections. Which is why his I say, team
3: selections generally have stability to them, yeah. don't
2: they? Which is why, you know, we have a combative midfield that builds our successes. Why we tend to go, we, we will pick, you know, the best players for a situation that understand things more, to have the most heart on the most fitness over necessarily other other factors. Um but yeah, I just, I do, it just makes you wonder, doesn't it? Sometimes where, you know, this is a moment where you can lose to Man City when you put any team out. I wonder whether there is something here where you do just get your best midfield, you get your best attack, your best fullbacks, and you put two actual defenders on the pitch and just go, okay, we might concede here, but I trust the rest of the team to be able to get us over the line.
4: Yeah, there, there's two ways of looking at it. The, the, the first way, as you just explained, Paul, it, uh, I mean, getting them onto the pitch, getting them to have a bit of cohesion, understanding and just 90 minutes under their belt, playing with each other, getting to learn the system, getting to learn the, the players around them. The only worry I have is, if God forbid we get battered in this game. What does it do for their confidence long term? Yeah, But again, we'll only know unless we throw them in. I mean, I definitely think one of them has to play because, you, yeah. you, as as Chris said, you you, you can't just wait because you I mean you've got Leicester after this, you've got Leipzig. They're not easy games either. So, what do and we? And then we all we of a sudden they're not match play? fit. Exactly. So you've got to throw them in and they've got to get some sort of minutes.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting one. Well, let's just have a quick look at the other fixtures then, taking part uh, this weekend. Man United hosting Everton. Ooh. Um, it's on United all day that isn't it um, Spurs Nine West nil. Brom Spurs West Brom it, it, it's got all the hallmarks of like Jose Mourinho ending up absolutely under the firing line but equally I in a back
3: I will go out on a limb here and say that that is last on match of the day Sp- <laughs> Spurs <laughs> West Brom
2: yeah Deflected winning goal for Spurs in like the 75th minute. Like not even like last gas, just a really boring minute to score. 60, 63 minutes in, Spurs score a crap goal and win. Yeah, definitely. Um, Wolves, Leicester, very interesting one. Wolves obviously need to could do with getting back into some form of late. Very interesting for us as well. And if we want to be slightly higher up the table, and Chef United host Chelsea uh, as well. Um, let's have some score predictions for our game then, Ross. Liverpool, Man City, what's it going to be? Nil-nil. Oh, wow. Okay, go for it. Callum?
4: Yeah. Um, I actually think you'll be a
2: 1-1. Interesting, because Payjack, you've got deep inside <laughs> yourself here. <laughs> Don't make me predict a Liverpool loss.
5: That's Nobody why I said nil-nil. I couldn't, couldn't bring myself to do it.
2: <laughs> One-all shit houses the lot of years. 3-2 to Liverpool yeah one of them or 4-3 (laughs) 4-3 to Liverpool why not it's going to be, a. I think it's going to be an absolute goal fest. Why the hell not? <laughs> um, right, yeah. Let us know what you think it's going to be in the comments section underneath. Uh, don't forget to check out the Raf Stein interview and the John Welsh interviews exclusively streaming on the tv.com right now. Uh, and we have got a whole new range of merchandise as well, which I've been rocking for this. And you can see behind us if you're watching on YouTube right now, uh, our collaboration with Beers Vanfield Road is absolutely flying at the moment. So get them while you can.
3: Get them while they're in date. That one says champions. Yeah
2: does it have the year on it <laughs> no
5: thankfully oh, oh
2: right, was, um, right okay yeah thanks so much for watching us there. the Startline British show will be out we'll be here with the watch along uh, from 15 minutes before kickoff and the team reaction uh, an hour before kickoff so do check that out on Sunday other than that keep smiling red so, uh, I'm sure it'll be okay um, and yeah we'll be back very soon Sarah. Thank you so much for watching the Redman TV YouTube channel. Everything we do here is funded by our wonderful subscribers to the tv.com Get over there, sign up, and get amazing additional content, interviews, documentaries, mini series,
6: and of course, additional pre and post match day content.